Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Roger, we've talked about this before. The big problem, though, is that the Fed has to get inflation under control, but it's got these really crude tools. Um, it, it, this is a this is a, a supply issue, and, and the Fed doesn't have the tools to increase supply. It only can tamp down demand, and maybe in this case, it's going to take a lot more than tamping down to to really slow this problem of inflation. They may have to do some serious damage to the demand side of things in order to make any difference. I think you put your finger on exactly the dilemma. You know, I think a recession is at this stage you know, almost inevitable um, because they don't control supply. And we've seen how volatile supply can be with the uh, shutdown in China. Um, we also see uncertainty about oil prices up and down, et cetera. And so, you know, as I said earlier, it's a witch's brew. And the probability of a recession is, I think, unfortunately, very, very high because their tool is crude and all they can do is control arrogant demand. Uh, and by the way, you know, some people are going to be harmed earlier than others, uh, but, you know, they have no choice. They've got to maintain credibility, which to, to date they've done reasonably well. Uh, and to be fair, I think they're going to end up validating the market expectation, you know, of several 50 basis point moves. But, you know, the probability mm -hmm. of recession in 2023 is certainly uh, very, very high because of, you know, the challenge of trying to get this uh, roaring inflation under control and having so few tools to do it and so little ability to control the supply side of the economy. All right, before we get into all of that mess, um, when I went to the uh, Freedom Tour to go see President Trump talk in uh, February, March, uh, it, was <laughs> it was a little while ago, a young lady walked up to me, or yeah, walked up, I was sitting down, she tapped me on the shoulder, uh, shook my hand, offered me a bag of stickers, that uh, I guess is part of her company. And I meant to give her a shot out on the podcast. However, I put her stick or bag of stickers down and couldn't seem to find them afterwards. And I read them, but didn't remember the name offhand. So it was one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, that's a shame. I would have liked to have give her a quick shout out. I don't, didn't, I haven't purchased any products from her. Um, I haven't even been on her website, so I don't know what other, what else she does besides stickers, but just, you know, returning the favor of being nice. I figured I would do that. Well, the stickers went MIA and my wife just found them. <laughs> so uh, apparently the little dish that we throw our keys into, she was doing heavy dusting and doing some I guess uh, early summer or late spring, early summer cleaning, however you want to look at it, um, and found them. So, uh, better late than never, I guess. Erica Smith, graphic designer. Uh, you can reach her at Erica uh, Lauren Designs at gmail.com if you want to check her out. She also has on the back here Art Smith uh, at artsmith.co, Etsy.com. I guess she's on Etsy. And based in reality, based in reality dot shop at based dot in dot reality. So 
If you're looking to have stickers printed or she may do other things, I do not know. I did not check into it. I'll, this is more just a friendly thing. She was being friendly, and I meant to give her the shout-out then since I found them. Like I said, better late than ever. So if you're looking for something like that, check her out. I don't know what her products are, but the stickers that she did give me, the bag of stickers that she did give me, uh, look to be pretty good quality. And um, the graphics on them was pretty cool. So she, the stickers I got anyways look pretty good. So I would imagine she can't be terrible. So you may want to check her out. All right. Inflation in recession. Let's see. Can anybody guess when the last time we were in a recession was? More like a depression, but we'll just go with recession because that's what they call it. And we want to take a stab at what year that was. I'm sure if you're a little older, your memory will serve you a little better and you will remember when that was in case you were younger at the time and you weren't paying attention to politics. And I certainly don't blame you at that point. You probably do not know. Last big recession that we had was beginning in the year 08 and it pretty much lasted throughout Obama's eight years in office. But it began in 08. It was extremely bad in 08 and 09 um it lightened up a little bit but for the most part 08 and 09 was not a uh, good time in america they called it the great recession again i'd like to point out it was more like the great depression that osama oh excuse me i mean obama blessed us with well of course we're in democratic power and once again we're going into another recession now, I know Joe Biden has come out today and he's trying to beat his chest saying that he saved some money and they're anticipating or he's anticipating that they're going to cut the federal deficit by one point. I want to say it was two trillion um, by the end of the fiscal year, which is October. I'll believe it when I see it. And even when I see it, I really won't believe it because it depends on what you consider cutting a deficit is cutting a deficit because you are not spending on some of your wish list items. Are you promising something that's not going to happen because November is right around the corner and you're trying to make it look good for November? Who knows? I do know that there are a lot of similarities between Obama or Osama and, and Biden. One of the, you know, everything that's happening right now, it's like Obama's third term anyways. But one of the uh, closest similarities are gas prices. In July, and we're a little bit, uh, you know, a month or two out from July here. It's not too far out in the future. Uh, in his first term, 2008, Obama's gas price for one gallon of regular gas was at $4.11 a gallon. Currently, for April, uh, it's most, the most recent data I can get, the cost per gallon of gas, uh, national average for Sleepy Creepy, is $4.21 per gallon when trump left office as a reminder in november december more or less he didn't have much control beyond that just the two dollars and 20 cents a gallon and since that time just for anybody who actually believes the nonsense that your gas pump woes are a result of russia invading ukraine it went from $2.20 in January. It went up to $2.42. February, $2.58. March, $2.89, 2 dollars 
338, 349, 340, 343, 361, 432, and then we got down to the 431. So you can see that it had nothing to do with an invasion, although he wants to blame it on Russia because that's the only way to deflect from failures. But that's what it is. You're seeing the similarities. Obama 2.0 or 3.0, for that matter, uh, just like Obama put us into a recession. Uh, and I'd like to remind you as well that prior to Trump winning, we had the worst GDP ever. Obama barely, I think in his entire term, only hit 3% one time. The rest of it was in a depressed state, one8 2.0. He did not get to the GDP that's a healthy GDP for the country. And if you remember, he made fun of Trump asking, what's he going to do? Wave a magic wand and make everything better. And then Trump came in and in a short uh, few months, our GDP got to a healthy grow rate. Actually, beyond we were roaring. The economy was the best it had been in probably half a century. And now we are back to a depressed economy once again under Sleepy Creepy. So, yes, recession is coming. <laughs> make, make no mistake of that. The Fed have announced they're going to in, increase the rate by another half percent. So we're up three quarters of a percent uh, right now. And there's not much they can do. There's going to be, if you really want to fix inflation, you'd have to raise it by 5%, but that would be literally disastrous for the country. Uh, I mean, disastrous in ways that we have never seen in our lifetime. It's a balancing act right now. My guess is they're going to put it all the way up to somewhere around one and a half to two and a half percent where inflation is still going to be up, but this will taper it back down slightly, but yet you know, cost of living, everything is still going to be inflated. It's not going to be good for the country. I mean, Jimmy Carter, I think if they, the formula that they're using currently, which has been altered since the days of Carter, I think if the same formula was being used, I would say Biden is a contender that he's probably getting pretty close to that 19%. But since it's been altered, it's more favorable for them. It doesn't look as bad. But Joe, make no mistake, is destroying this country slowly but surely from the inside out. All right, Georgia. Georgia's freaking out. I, I, you know, I really love voting stuff. Voting stuff, some of, some of the funnest things to go over because it's just so backwards everywhere you go. Joda, uh, Georgia, excuse me, pen and paper signature rule is voter suppression. <laughs> just the news. It's an article out of there. Rules that absentee ballot applicants must be signed by hand is a pretext to unfairly disqualifying voters, particularly black and brown voters, from their constitutional right to vote, claims chairman of the Democrat Super PAC. (laughs) If you're black and you're listening to me, if you're Hispanic, which is I guess what they consider brown, and you're listening to me, you realize, and I really hope that you do, that they're insinuating that you can't sign your own documents, that that is somehow suppressing your vote just to ask you to sign it for signature verification, which in case the Democratic Party has missed, which I know they have, 
You need signature verification on everything. Go try to take something out of the bank, out of your bank account. And when they ask you to sign, don't have the signature match up and see if you get your money. I guarantee you that every black and brown person knows to go in there and they know how to sign their name and make their mark so they can get their money out. The fact of the matter is, they're arguing about it in a state that was already questionable in 2020 during the election. There's a lot of mystery going on around there about drop boxes and ballots being tossed and everything else. So this is not helping Georgia's case overall in general, but Beyond that, their election laws need to be tightened up because there was too many questions during the 2020 election. In case anybody does not know, which I would hope everybody does, if you do not, obviously that would be a reflection upon what they teach you in school. But if you do not, all 50 states require signature verification for absentee mail-in ballots to be counted. All 50 states. Okay, So why this is controversial who knows 32 states use the signature provided with a voter's absentee mail-in ballot to verify his or her identity by comparing it with the signature on file so they're making sure that you are who you claim to be your signature is spot on i mean have you ever you know as you get older When you're a kid, your signature is whatever it is. And as you age, you kind of develop your own signature. Well, I can tell you that a lot of kids, especially from my generation, when you get your license at 15 years old, your signature is not the same as your signature when you're 18. And it's certainly not the same when you're in your 20s and 30s because you get it down to a science of how you like to sign. Well, my signature is not the same today as it was when I originally Voted, And they had a problem with that here in Florida, looking at my signature, and I had to try to remember the way I signed back then and ask them, how do I update my signature, which I went through the process of doing to make sure the next time it is the way I stroke the pen now, and I'm not going to have any problems going forward. I didn't have a problem with it. I was actually happy that they called me out for it because that lets me know they are paying attention and we shouldn't be having any problems voting. It lets me know my vote is secure. That obviously that that signature did not work for them. That no, 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 no. That, can, are you sure that's how you sign? You may want to think about how you sign now. Is that how you sign? And I was like, oh, crap. It's probably the old way. And I tried to, to do it. Showed that. And this was <laughs> with me having my license with me. But I tried to do it the way that I used to do it. And it was good enough to the point where they would let me vote at the time. And then I just got the information that I needed to go update it. That's a positive thing. Now, with me saying 32 states use that To verify, there is a flip side to that. 18 states either do not have signature matching laws or do not practice signature matching on a regular basis. That means there are 18 states that would make it very easy to cheat. And I uh, would challenge you (laughs) to tell me which states those are. I'm going to give you a little hint. Their colors would be blue. Like, that's a big surprise. (laughs) Now, you also have some states that uh, 
you can change your signature. You're allowed to update it or you're allowed to do something with your signature. There are others that do not. I know for a fact Tennessee is one. Tennessee, as far as it comes to signatures, there's no correcting after the fact. If you mail it in and you screw the you screw the uh, uh, your signature up like I did, it was an older signature, if you have that issue, your vote does not get counted, which is even a more secure law. The only problem with that is, is if it's actually you, you know, then then your vote doesn't count and that does suck. So I really enjoy when I hear things like this because you look at it and it's just so foolish and petty what they are doing. It's so obvious that they want the ability in the cushion room to cheat because there is no reason why a signature verification should be a problem. And it's certainly not racist to ask anybody of color to be able to sign the document as important as voting. I mean, that decides everything that happens in this country. Look at what we're going through right now because of voting, because people voted in, I don't even know, in the twilight zone to get these people elected. Look what we're going through right now. So my advice to Georgia, keep at it. Make your laws as strong as you can make them to make 100% sure that your voting is secure and that everybody's vote counts. And do not listen to these fools on the other side that are just looking for any avenue that they can pursue to have the possibility of cheating in case they need to on this next go-round. Because if you don't think that they're paying attention in November and freaking out and looking for any possible way that they can to make sure that they maintain power, then you truly are not paying attention. All right, the Supreme Court drama continues, and it's getting worse and worse. I have an audio clip I'd like you to hear of Elizabeth Warren, because she is in full meltdown mode. So here you, I want you to hear it. Here it is. I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be... This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain we as the law of the children land. The womb, we need to we're, do no, that. And going we to have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. And, and we're tired. Can you imagine being that upset that you are no longer allowed to murder innocent children? <laughs> I mean, it's it's so dumb. It's amazing. Elizabeth Warren, you see, a lot is being said there that it more than meets the eye. You see how she threw in there how they packed the court and they set the court in their direction because I told you that they wanted to pack courts. Believe me, that's coming. They're already calling for it. And if they have their way, if they can convince Joe Manchin, if they can uh, convince Sinema to get rid of the filibuster, then they're going to pack the courts so that way they can overturn everything and then they can shape this country the way that they see fit. Um, Beyond that, 
the statistics she's giving you, I can't find anywhere. I do not see any polling unless it's some really far left uh, pollster that she knows about that only polled radical Democrats. I do not see anywhere where it shows 69% of Americans want Roe versus Wade to stand. I don't see that anywhere. Uh, you know, I, the numbers that I was seeing varied. And when you look at the sampling, you know, the sampling on a lot of them wasn't great. I'm sure more polling is going to come out now in light of what's happening. And you could probably get some better numbers coming up. And if I see them, I will uh, bring them to you. But beyond that, I don't see the 69%. And to be honest with you, I don't even believe that. Even if she's saying it and she could show me a pollster that. Uh, produced some type of poll with whatever type of sampling that says 69%. I don't believe that. Walking around the majority of people that I know, and I'm in South Florida, and in South Florida, we're definitely a blend of people. Uh, Broward County, which is below me, is one of the, or is the most Democratic county in the state. Miami-Dade's not far behind it, and Palm Beach County's not far behind that. And between everybody that I talk to, I don't run into uh, a massive amount because now if we're talking 70%, that means seven out of every 10 people I talk to are for abortion. I don't run into that many people, not even close. I don't even think it's a 50, 50 split. I would, I would venture to say it's almost reversed. Like it's flipped up beside it's on side. It's head. I would say there's probably six uh, out of every 10 that are against abortion. So I don't, I don't agree with her numbers. Uh, I am certainly, yeah, I'm not surprised she's flipping out. Uh, same lady that lied about being an Indian. Uh, but no, I'm not surprised she's f- flipping out. Look what she did at the Kavanaugh hearing. Remember, she was out in front of the Supreme Court steps during the Kavanaugh hearing, rallying the troops once again for the uh, Me Too movement and all the people that were going in there uh, claiming that he was a, uh, I don't know, he it went from uh, raping one girl to uh, him and his buddies. It was a gang rape and, and all, it was a nightmare. Anyways, that, that she was the head instigator during that. Now she's back again instigating this, but they are panicking over Roe versus Wade. And as I said in my episode yesterday, this is not a total reversal to the point where uh, abortions are outlawed all over the United States. This is going to end up going to a state-by-state level if that's the final decision. Again, we don't know. We just saw a leaked draft. So I'd be cautious to anybody. Uh, I would caution anybody that if you're going to get real super excited, uh, you know, take it back just a little bit and wait for it to come out. Because as of right now, being with Robert saying what he said and coming out looking like he would be the one given the uh, liberal opinion, i.e. probably sided with the liberals as he always does. Uh, it does look legit. It's probably going to be overturned. That's at least the feel of it. I don't think they're going to be able to intimidate the judges at this point. I think it's all kind of done. But there's always that chance that maybe somebody breaks and, and defects and then it you know it stands as is. We'll see what happens with that. Regardless, it's not going to outlaw abortions everywhere. You know, we will have probably 26 states. Uh, I saw Texas signed on that they will ban abortion, you know, pending whether the whether it comes out that Roe versus Wade is overturned for sure. They will ban abortion with no exceptions. I saw Christy Nome come out and say the same thing. DeSantis has not said anything yet, and I'm sure he's just waiting to see what the ruling is, and he's playing it by ear. 
He is in the middle right now of signing into law, uh, which is or he signed into law, and it's being challenged. Our 15-week abortion law, as is, if Roe versus Wade is overturned and comes out, then that lawsuit drops anyways because at that point he's allowed to make whatever law they want in the state of Florida. Would he end up ultimately eliminating abortion completely? I believe he would. Would it be immediately? Probably not. It may take uh, a little bit more time, either calling in a special session or potentially waiting for next year. We'll have to wait and see. But what really got me the most in that video is how you could be so upset that somebody you feel somebody's taking away your ability to kill babies. I mean, <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think like these people. I never have. Uh, children are precious to me uh, under no circumstance. I don't personally, I'm pro-life. I will stand my ground and stand by what I believe. I'm pro-life 100%. I don't believe in abortions at all. So that that's my thing. I've held four children in my hand. I have all four of them. What a blessing it is to have a child. What a beautiful thing it is to have a child. And you would never be able to convince me that the right route is abortion I at all. So uh, I'm happy in the direction it's going. I think it's a good first step to the ultimate goal of banning abortions outright, period. Um, but we still have a ways to go. We still got to wait to see what the decision is going to be. And beyond that, we like I said, it's a good first step, but there's a lot of work to be done after that. We're going to see how that plays out. I hope honestly, that the Supreme Court comes out with their uh, final decision and releases it to the public a lot sooner than later because I think that'll help uh, stop a lot of the intimidation and the drama and just get it out there. You've already had a leak. Put it together. Get it out over the next week or two. And here it is. It's done. It's over with. And then they can do whatever flaring up they're going to do and they can start talking about packing courts and everything else that the Democrats are going to do. It's kind of predictable. And let's just get it over with. You know, because to sit here and listen to day by day, they're going to drag this story out and that's all they're going to talk about now, Roe versus Wade, until that opinion comes out or until the ruling comes out is going to be nauseating. So hopefully it'll get done sooner than later. All right. If you'd like to follow me, Twitter at LJCONSERCRN. Truth, uh, I am at the real little Joe Parlor. I'm at the real little Joe Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Uh, uh, Facebook, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. YouTube, Little Joe CC. And if you'd like to contact me, you can go to uh, www.littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section and leave me a message. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday, and remember, tomorrow's Friday, so you're going to get a fun fat fact. (laughs) We'll do it again tomorrow.